0: This is a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. Find us at k103.sc. Due to copyright, the music is shortened.
1: Well, hello, hello, and welcome to a new season of the show about nothing. Yes. Wow. Here in the studio with me, Belen. That's the voice that you're hearing right now. I'm Belen. We have my usual partners in crime. Marie. Hello. And Fatima. (laughs) They are now on the other side of 30. Damn. Yeah, we are. But they still have a very juicy, bouncy ass. And (laughs) not a single new wrinkle. I'd say they've gone away because you are living your best life. Well, Honestly, well. occasionally
2: you can see my butt biking through town. So <laughs> keep yeah, them eyes open. So she
0: likes to wear <laughs> those, those peaches. <laughs> <laughs> I got my peaches down in Gothenburg <laughs> uh, on the bike. So
1: I just we just we just know that you have missed this, and we want you to know that uh, so did we. Um, it really is a bummer to have conversations without recording them we don't like it at all in fact we haven't talked during summer our friendship makes no sense unless oh it's recorded
0: <laughs> yeah yes yeah, so you know like, it's like an observational thing like we need to have a, yeah uh, it's like every time no life otherwise. every
1: time we're talking like we stop like three times to say oh we should really do a show about this we yeah are really that true. cliche really, yeah that's not even a joke yeah <laughs> But without further ado, let us kick off the season with a topic that we've been circling around and discussing for a while now in our private conversations, I feel like it always pops up, either we want it, we don't want it, it just pops up anyway. And, but it is a thing that I feel we've always felt, but we didn't really have a word for it, we just found it recently. So this thing that I'm talking about is called emotional labor. Which is a type of uh, mental load that, yes, you guessed it, it typically falls on women and women only. Yay, another thing! <laughs> 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 and it just—it's basically from your boyfriend not seeing crumbs on the table after having a snack, and you having to clean them to remain sane, uh, because you, you just don't really, you don't really want to explain to him why it is important to keep the table clean. Uh, To when you were asking your father about maybe staying over uh, at a sleepover at your friend's place. And he's like, I don't know, ask your mother. That is uh, two examples of what emotional load, labor can be. Because it's up to you to clean the table. It's up to your mother to organize your social life as a teen but anyway before explaining this a little bit further let us uh, listen to a little song that marie sent to me this morning and i feel like this is the right response when you really don't want to get into a fight with your partner let's go with kings of convenience and i'd rather dance with you yay you put it in there
0: <laughs>
2: You're listening to the show about nothing. You forgot
1: the station ID, my man. No. no well. I, okay.
2: <laughs> now I told Please you. Please
1: clip this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is uh, this is K103, um, and we Don't are just opening radio. season
1: five, right? Yeah. This is we have decided that this is the first episode of season five. Yes. Sounds good. <laughs> I hope so. Since we're doing radio, if it sounds bad.
0: Um, oh wow, who's a- with the daddy jokes now? I am always
1: with the daddy jokes. Oh, wait. <laughs> I have daddy issues, so oh. I make dad jokes. <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about today, girls? Emotional, emotional labor. labor. I just emotional have emotional damage. damage. <laughs> 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 pretty much. Uh But uh, for those of you that live in a cave and don't really know what emotional labor is, which is many people, I think... Uh, I have a little uh, definition here for y'all. Go, go, go. So uh, emotional labor is a term coined by Arlie Hochschild, and it refers to the task of modulating one's feelings to sustain someone else's well-being. Basically, not getting angry so that you don't offend someone else, and Marxists and feminist scholars agree that it can become a gender-specific form of exploitation for women since they are assumed to be naturally caring and nurturing and thus are expected to take up tasks that involve emotional labor both in the private and the public sphere meaning that this happens both at home but also in your place of work when where you take up more caring Hmm. tasks than your male co-workers Um, So in the end, it just means that women generally assume an extra mental load that goes unnoticed and appreciated, but that requires energy and effort. And it's also worth mentioning, um, these I know because I wrote a paper, because I write papers now sometimes. Uh, (laughs) uh, It's also worth mentioning that women suffer from psychological stress disorders much more than men. So you have to wonder uh, whether this extra mental work that you do when you are doing this emotional labor is... Um, connected somehow? Connected, yeah. That's actually what I wrote my paper on.
0: That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, when you were said the, saying the sentence, I was like, this is a great question for a paper. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> It's like a really good question. Did,
1: I did pass, so yeah. I guess it was fine. But I don't think my teacher got my point about emotional labor. But that's okay. I just needed to pass. Mm. I, I will... Well, I'm I glad will... you passed. Happy Yeah, play. thank you.
0: <laughs> but like, I when, when you were giving me this definition, the thing I, like like I think a lot of people can relate to if you're in like a heteronormative relationship or have been mm. uh, you know the moments where you're like for just no reason just like suddenly explode because someone doesn't pick out take out the trash or whatever mm. like you like I really remember getting so angry sometimes for mm. stupid things because it's like this mental load is just like it's also this last drop yeah because like
2: maybe there was it was fine it was slightly annoying but fine that it didn't happen for 10 times but when like the 11th issue of the day yeah is Mm -hmm. something minor yeah and you just totally like in their perception overreact Mm. because they're unaware of all the 11 things that happened before Yeah. yeah uh Thus, they think that you're just a crazy bitch, not in check of your emotions. Mm. While, yeah, that's it's like when Belen read the definition, it's just like I had to, you know, shake my head because obviously you know <laughs> about it, you think about it a lot, but like you feel so trapped in it sometimes. Mm. So I'm happy to get discussing that today.
1: Yeah, to me, I always, when I reflect on this, I just keep on having flashbacks of my childhood mm. and how, I don't know, things that. To me, it's very much like men don't see dirt, kind of thing. Yeah. Because this is like, this, I don't know if it has to do with emotional labor or not, but this is a conversation I've had so many times. Me too. And my, um, like, my dad wouldn't do any deep cleaning or anything like that. I don't want to throw shit on my dad because I think given mm. the generation that he grew up in, mm. it's quite balanced in in my mm. in my house. But it's also, I know about so many moms that one lets the man do certain types of caring yeah. because they don't trust that they will do it properly and they would rather do it themselves and be so tired how, yeah. and cranky yeah. than mm. let them do it and then have to redo it again.
2: And mm. there's even the term when this becomes internalized, uh, purposefully used behavior, which is called weaponized incompetence, when Mm. you basically give your partner the feeling that they are better at a certain task, for example, deep cleaning. So they say, I appreciate it so much when you do it, and they kind of give you the praise for it. But ultimately, it's because they purposefully perform Mm. it so poorly that you rather do it yourself than letting them execute
1: it poorly. I think I've done this when I was a teenager to be fair. And now that I am like older and sometimes I have to work with younger people Mm. Mm. and I see like how like they don't they don't even have energy when they clean a table. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, I understand my parents so much. Mm. Because I was probably doing this when I was growing up. Mm. And it's just Ooh, it's so frustrating, mm. but it's it's not only about cleaning and so on, like or Before about Before continue, can you just say the term again for weaponized weaponized incompetence? Weaponized yeah, this is a very good term. Yeah, write it down, people. Mm-hmm. I know you have a little notebook that you keep when you listen to us <laughs> and in which you just write down all the One new concepts, right? <laughs> I can, can I can uh, imagine my audience however I want.
0: <laughs> is that is it the same function as uh, as you, you you know when uh, a woman uh, like a woman could like pretend to be cuter and smaller to get something hmm uh, but it's not the I don't same. think it's
1: incompetence, but I think no. it's like you know I'm not saying incompetence mm. but like but the
0: function of
1: I think that would need a different term because it it comes it comes from a different it's the other side of the coin right mm. but it does come from patriarchy. Yeah, no, I
0: was thinking about the psychological because sometimes uh-huh. like we're so trained in in these behaviors. I don't think people are like like a, a stereotypical man doing this is like mm. intentionally being bad actively necessarily. Mm. But like they're so used to they know that like it's a pattern, right? If I just yeah. sweep really badly, then they're going to be like, "Ah, let me just do it instead of you." Yeah. And that in, and I know that if I'm like jumping a little bit cute, I don't have to climb a ladder to go fetch whatever is mm. high up, up mm. on the shelf. Because I have someone... done that to like convince men to take the trash for me at work.
1: Yeah, I mean there's oh there's my god, so many... it's so heavy, and then I don't have to open those like weird containers that are full of flies because I really hate it. There's <laughs> so many.
2: I mean, there's so many uh, reels and uh, social media content about this when like you know women DIY home workers yeah. when their husbands, partners, whatsoever is out of the building, mm-hmm. they just all of a sudden you know lift any couch and anything yeah. just to get the thing done but when the guy is home like, they will be me. like
1: oh. <laughs> but there's not let's not throw
0: stones on our own roof yeah okay? no but i mean like yeah. you know it's manipulating
1: people to get to
2: what you want that's a skill as well
0: <laughs> and, i mean it's also nice i mean it is uh, it's it's always an exchange like i mean like with this what we're talking about is actually like not a good thing but in these smaller things one mm. can argue that it's nice to give someone the feeling of getting being helpful. Sorry, go on.
1: I just, I wanted to just talk about another term that is related to emotional labor before we go into a break. Mm -hmm. Because I think we're, we're focusing too much on cleaning and keeping the house clean. But that's not the only part of emotional labor. It is one part because it's unpaid labor and it goes unrecognized and it falls on women without really even thinking about it. But there's also another side of this, which is has been called hermeneutic labor. I actually read a paper, like an actual paper, <laughs> for the show. I just, I just feel like this show is so important to we me well that I read science. <laughs> um, it, the difference between hermeneutic labor and emotional labor is that hermeneutic labor talks about explicit processes of interpreting emotions, desires, intentions, and motivations through cognitive processes such as deliberating and ruminating, which I feel like I have never felt more seen in my life because if you, have you ever wondered, like, because when we are, I think I've said because like a a bazillion times, when uh, girls are hanging out and it's like, I got this text what do you think this text means Mm. and then it's like a conversation of two hours of three four women trying to mm, get to know the motivations behind this text and i feel like we do that constantly with every situation and then we try to figure out what do men do when they hang out and we have no Mm. idea like do they not talk
0: Just feels like we're. That's what what you just described. I see as like being scared. So into like every your Mm -hmm. your surrounding is so uh, uh, conditioned. You know like you need Mm. to always consider what everything can mean because everything is like a threat to you in a way
1: that in a way and also if you don't think about what everything means then nobody does and then the very fragile equilibrium in which we stand mm, can be thrown off I just want to kind of jump in here and
2: I feel that we're I mean for a purpose because it's easier to you know break things down in a little bit of a polarized uh, Mm. way of talking about them it definitely, I don't think that, you know, male individuals never think about things. So it's like, it's not that hmm, uh, like yeah. this entire load of everything is always just on women mm. uh, or female individuals. Um, uh, so I, I think just like, if a we little. talk a bit more polarized here, it it's because, you know, it's easier to talk about this that way, but it never means that, you know, everything is black and white, yeah, just yeah, as yeah. a disclaimer, yeah. maybe as well.
0: Hashtag, yeah.
1: not all men. <laughs> Very
2: good. This is the show about nothing, and um, we are on K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. And today we are talking about emotional labor. If you haven't been around uh, in the beginning of the show, mm. And uh, we just got back into the studio after a summer break. So this is a uh, season opening for a new season and we're extremely excited. Uh, I'm not in the lead
1: moderation today, so I'm gonna hand over to Belen again. What's, <laughs> what's gonna be up next on the agenda? I think next, what we should do is just not only talk about the definition, but try and think about times when we have felt this load on us the load of emotional labor which is to recap quickly the the labor that the work that you do in not to repress or like not repress exclusively but like to attune your own feelings to so that the other person's feelings don't get hurt sort of like the work that you do to keep the mood of the room balanced and the things you don't say so that the the peace is kept around you and I (laughs) (laughs) Marie is triggered not Uh,
2: triggered it's just like I I feel you know I'm um, people that have been listening to us for a while they might know but I've been in a relationship for quite a long time by now actually Uh, it's almost 8 years oh my god um Uh, Yeah, and those relationship goes up and go up and down. Like there's good and there's worse periods, and like it's always work. So like don't let anyone fool you. I feel like every relationship that wants to be successful uh, requires a constant input of work, which is good because you want to grow together. But like I'm uh, right now happening to go through uh, a bit more of intense discussions about topics like emotional labor, and I also think it might be related to the fact that you know after a while you're actually very comfortable comfortable with each other so you're also okay to take on the big topics which are always going to be around if you continue to have this partner uh, so yeah uh,
1: it's it's a hot topic for me yeah, and, my personal and life I right think now. and I think there was a big change in your relationship that has to do with the the big um, difference between being long distance to immediately after moving in together. So I guess that there are many things that you may be doing that are that go invisible or many things that you have done Hmm. during all this time that are just like not noticeable. Hmm. Because I think emotional labor in heterosexual couples is a very big thing because of like the weight that our society has on women and on men is very different and we've been brought up differently like i think fatima and me were talking about this before that um her relatives uh i mean her new relatives her in-laws uh were wishing for her to get a girl before than a boy when she eventually wants to have children because Mm. then she will have more help in the house oh Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> interesting, right? Mm. Yeah. So, since we, before being conceived, before fecundation, mm. we're already being in charge of the house. And the house is not, as we said before, it's not only cleaning mm. and, and keep the cooking it's everyone's well-being in yeah, general right exactly I had,
2: uh i had a um talking about parents and upbringing and differences and so on i'm like for sure this depends a lot on how your family's uh values are around topics like this as well and uh, how communication is and then maybe also how sort of like e- equal and uh, emancipated i don't know your mother maybe like you know feels and is and whatever i had a conversation with my parents yesterday on the phone um and it was about the the fact that like i have a lot of discussions right now with my partner at home and then i explained that it's so exhausting even if you elaborate a system or figure out a system where everybody has to do like equal load when you as the woman still have the feeling that the system is there, but you need to be the manager of the system. Yeah. So it's 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 maybe you do the same load of work in terms of tasks in the house, but there's an additional task which is managing and controlling that everybody does their chores Mm -hmm. and that often like automatically falls on me it doesn't have to fall on me but i feel that if it doesn't like if i don't take that responsibility we might not do our chores which will ultimately lead to me doing more chores again Mm -hmm. and i was trying to explain that to both of my parents it was lovely that my dad and my mom were in the call Uh, and then my dad had this like and my dad also, Belen said it, like, I can't put shit on my dad. He's a lovely guy and he's helped out a lot, but like, he definitely also hasn't done the same load that my mother has around mm-hmm. the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was funny that he came up with this like genius suggestion, but he also didn't think about this whole management need. Uh, and that just showed once again that for him you know the perception of this entire yeah. issue has a very different size yeah. than it has mm. for my mom because you mm. could see it was a video call i could see from my mom that you know we were just like in
0: sync about yeah, this like vibing. you just know because every like we just relate to everybody just yeah you know yeah. Have and i find
2: it so i find it so hard sometimes that you i perceive myself as a uh, like modern feminist woman mm. you know i I I want to be, you know, advanced. I want to not fall into the role patterns that, you know, have existed for centuries and so on. And in many ways, I'm doing, like, great, probably. But then why does it automatically Hmm. fall on us? Like, even though we don't want to, why do we still kind of, like, glitch into that? It's crazy. I I think this
1: is why um, what the scholars are talking about. This is what the scholars are trying to conceptualize so that we can then... Come up with a system in which it doesn't fall automatically on us, and this is why it's at an at an intersection between Marxist and feminist
0: mm. uh,
1: researchers, because yeah, it's this is labor, one hundred percent that goes unrecognized and is
0: automatically put on women's Women. shoulders mm. but what were you gonna say sorry I got you no it's, it's okay I actually don't remember because now I'm, I'm in Marxist labor thoughts <laughs> union work yeah. is getting to you yeah. <laughs> uh, I had a question earlier though uh, and it was about uh, this human how do you say that word her, 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 her hermeneutic hermeneutic labor is that uh like does that go under the uh, like umbrella term emotional labor or is it like two separate it's things? kind of
1: it's kind of derived from emotional labor the mm. paper that I found is from 2023 mm, wow. and I mean the term Fresh. the term emotional labor was only coined in 1985. So even though we have to deal with generations and generations and generations of this load being put on women's shoulders, mm. and we've only had a term for it uh, from 1985.
0: I have a, I have something I would like mm-hmm. uh, would like us to do after after a break. Maybe we can, maybe I can suggest it to you during a little song break. Mm, yeah, yeah, and, sure. Uh, well. Uh I just feel Exciting. right now uh, it would be sort of a good match
2: to just you know whip in the household the, chores song to, related. Related. laundry day <laughs> laundry day <laughs> let's yeah. do laundry so <laughs> i'm going to give you laundry day You're listening to Gothenburg
1: Student Radio K103 <laughs> You could tune in then or you can tune in on Saturdays at 6 p.m. and listen to us. Right now. (laughs) (laughs) Like you're doing right now because you are really like a very faithful uh, follower, listener person on the other side. Uh, We are the show about nothing. As mentioned, we are uh, on K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. And today we are talking about emotional labor mm-hmm. and the task that of caring, nurturing, considering people's feelings on top of your own, which is typically a female task. And Fatima <laughs> has raised her hand. Yes, I just please. got a li-
0: like a li- really a nice saying. We've been discussing the labor part a lot let's talk about the emotion part Ooh-hoo! wow that was beautiful right i am very happy yeah. that you got this idea
1: thank yeah. you for raising your hand <laughs> 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 yes because uh, we've been like quite naturally falling back into what has always been feminine territory which is the household the kitchen and all those kinds fascinated of things. that we
0: haven't talked about kids I guess maybe it's because I am really
1: not in a position where I want to have children. So We'll I'm get like, to that you know, <laughs> at some point. Just, at some point about, you know, just turn
2: 30, leave us be. <laughs> leave us be.
1: <speed. laughs> the, emotion, the emotional clock, the biological clock is going tick, 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 tick. Anyway, up, 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 up. Um, I wanted to... to talk about more about the emotional work just handling of emotions and balancing emotions in a room which is also classically a female mm. situation. Um, I wanted to kickstart this little section as a pod with talking about my own inability to process my anger because I feel like I talk to a lot of women that have a very similar reaction to to anger like we we don't allow ourselves to feel it and i think it's also it's a very specific kind of emotion because uh, this is the only emotion that men allow themselves to feel i feel like Mm, yes and Mm, no yeah but this is
0: one i guess i get i get where you're going yeah i feel
1: like men many times use anger because they don't know how to express their yeah. emotions so they just get angry and they get even violent sometimes like and mm. i've seen this in my father and my brother as well just like their first reaction is to go into angry mode and i i guess that because i saw it so like in front of my face in my family my my reaction as a child was to do the complete opposite so I think I've been regulating my emotions depending on what I was witnessing from a very young age. Like I I I always do it by default. Like I walk into a room and I'm like sort of figuring out what the vibe is so that I don't say anything out of out of place or because even to this day sometimes I would come in say something the wrong way in the wrong tone and I could kick off a reaction mm. that is like just screaming and and mm-hmm. so on so i i think that i've been and this is a thing that neither my brother or my father feel like they have to do i feel like they always take up the space to let go any emotion that they feel like letting out and it's just uh, me and my mom are always kind of like okay let's uh, arrive let's Get get into a truce.
0: let's calm. let's calm things let's down
1: and and many times it has been my mother um saying sorry to me. For my father's behavior instead of he saying sorry to me for his own behavior. Mm. So I feel like both me and my mom have always been the regulators in the house. And they have been the the men have been the detonators in mm. the house. Mm. I can like it makes a lot of sense and I can really uh,
2: relate to what you're saying. Uh, I don't think necessarily it applies in the same way exactly to my family. Uh. Because I would say I'm a very expressive, uh, also angry little girl and grown woman uh, but i also think that's it's it's sort of a um dynamic borderline between that being classically like on the female individuals in the household but maybe it might also be in heavy ways related to like sort of characteristics of people mm. that are maybe more sort of like you know not so extrovert uh, more introvert or more sort of this like emo- n- emotional or like sensitive people Mm. that can be anything but I can see that it's classically a, a male female mm. boundary as well too. to yeah. me
1: it's like uh, what I have felt is that they are the ones that pull the trigger that set the bomb off and then once they are done they're done and mm. the, the
0: People col- collateral
1: <laughs> damage uh, handling always falls down to the women
0: in my family it has always been like yeah. this i think i think in this case i could take like a a very uh, palpable example with mm. my father for example mm. because um uh he's uh, as of now uh sitting in a place where he cannot leave he's in, he's imprisoned um and um i i feel like that is like so stupid making and I'm the one who's end up picking up the uh, and I'm the one who ends up picking up the pieces and trying mm. to fix everything for him yeah it's infuriating <laughs> yeah
1: but I was asking Fatima before it's like do you really think that you would be left to manage the aftermath of the whole situation had you been
0: a man I mean honestly I don't I th- he has a lot of brothers and mm. nobody's doing like I the thing is uh, talking about emotions right because Mm. i feel guilty Mm. if i do not help him yeah and it's not like there's nothing there's nothing i can do he's like he's there's a system and all of that that he needs to go through right but like i am being a moral support for him like he calls me once a week and he's talking to me yeah. and asking, you know, he needs help with certain things, but he also just sometimes wants to talk and complain. And sometimes I just get, I feel this anger mm-hmm. that I am holding back for uh, for his well-being because... Mm-hmm. Honestly, you know, I'm pissed that he's mm. put himself in a situation. Yeah, and where you pull that
2: work also on top of everything yeah, else. you need to yeah. pull to maintain your own personal life. Yeah, mm. and it's like uh, oh, going over the hundred percent mark because yeah. that's not part of your life. It right. just becomes an additional task. Yeah,
1: mm. yeah, yeah. And I think it it ties in very well to something that we were also discussing before about how many times because men don't don't spend or typically, as we said before, not all men, but the typical. Um, idea that we have of men is that they don't really know what to do when they have a feeling. So then you have to sit beside them mm. and explain their own feelings to them, and I think Mari has experience about this and yeah. how it makes her feel. I really, I, I doubt that Igor is ever going to listen to
2: this episode, <laughs> but if you do, you know, I really hope that you will evolve in that as well, um, because I know that you have a lot of emotions. My partner has a lot of emotions, He's but a I complex human being like, like everyone else for for a lot of people, and typically it's more often male. Uh, that have a bit of a problem to be in touch with all the nuances of what emotions can be, you know. Sometimes I also get confused. Like, do I feel happy, overwhelmed, sad, tired? Mm. You know, it's hard. But then I I go into myself and try to figure out what it is and I try to find the appropriate fix for it or whatever, you know, what maybe helped me to feel a bit better. And I feel that sometimes it's overwhelming for guys to sort of like face their own strong emotions, especially when they're negative ones and then it happens what you also said before Belen that like it often sort of this frustration of not knowing what to do and what this is right now leads you into anger or leads you into uh a superficial sort of random fix that you do just to distract yourself from feeling that strong thing. Mm. So you oppress the, the, the real emotion by doing something just to get over it. But it's ultimately always going to come back because you don't really fix it. And yeah. I feel that's sometimes like uh, with stress and like fear for my partner that I then sort of like sit down with him. Mm. I try to relate to why is he stressed? Why is he like anxious right now? I try to, you know, give him the support he needs. Uh, I'm like helping him through this, but I'm ultimately also sort of like processing his his emotion for him. It doesn't mean that he doesn't process it at all, but I just feel that sometimes, you know, why do I even feel the responsibility to do this? Mm. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah, yes, and I think that world. thing that you do for him is exactly what has been conceptualized as hermeneutical labor. Mm. I I have th- a lot exactly. of jobs. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's all that all that ruminating, the deciphering all that, okay, I am feeling a feel mm. let's take a deep breath let's maybe go for a run and get some clarity and mm. then you fix it for yourself and then you translate it into words so that you can let the other person know, but you put it into words in a way that is not offensive or that you, you try not to make it offensive mm. or triggering so that you don't make the other person angry but you want to be heard and then there is a very high risk that you say half a word and then the other person reacts in a super out of like out of the blue, strong way because maybe you just hit the nail in the head by accident, and then you're like, "Why are you always complaining? Why are you being so dramatic? Why are you being so all the trigger words
2: also yeah. like the
1: drama,
0: drama. the hyper, the, mm. yeah, exactly. I feel like it's also like when it comes to like arguments in per se. Like mm. I I think so- sometimes if we sometimes we just want to be mad, and then you're sort of ignoring intention. But if there's like respect and mutual trust and all of that then one should give each other the benefit because commu- communication is hard right and finding the right words are hard but what I, I wanted to say in the in the in the beginning was that um we also as women uh, like uh, generalizing of course have these expectations of being more uh, calmer and and m- more caring and we're caregivers right mm. uh, which means we also maybe have more training in handling um handling uh, emotions because mm. we've had to practice them mm. because if you weren't if you as a kid when you're like letting out your anger before you learn any of these things or like you're just throwing a tant- tantrum or whatever then uh, we we little by little learn that this is not the way to behave you need to consider this and that and that and then we get um and then we sort of have to learn to to handle these things whilst men don't in the same extent i have three things that i want to say yeah <laughs> thing number one cute
1: anecdote i it, an um tantrum that i remember that i threw was because my mom washed my favorite teddy bear and hang him by his ears on the oh. on the clothing line, and I walked it's past murder. and I saw it. exactly yeah. right. I started crying. I made such a fuss, mm. and my mom was like, "What is wrong? What is happening?" Like, "Mommy, you are hurting him. No, you are hurting him. It's it's hung him by the ears, and you he's in so much pain right now. Just for you to understand that I am an empath." Mm -hmm. And I get the feelings of everything around me. So this is just a humble brag. Second thing that I wanted Mm -hmm. to say is that I have an issue because I feel um, I have a group of male friends. My majority, the majority of them are male. And I feel like I'm always labeled as a dramatic emotional one. And... But I think it's so funny because these same group of friends, whenever they need emotional advice or like for me to like translate an emotional situation to them, they come to me. So it's just like funny. Like when when it's convenient, they would come to me for me to explain to them their own emotions. Yeah. But when it's inconvenient because I am feeling something and I feel things very strongly. I, yeah, don't mm. I don't feel safe. I don't feel safe sharing it with them because I don't want to be labeled as a drama labeled queen. Labeled as a drama queen. And it's has, like, oh, it's but such a then it, it It starts a cascade because then you don't value your own emotions. You don't think you should talk about it. And you put yourself down. And in the end, it's just, it's like the system is taking advantage of the low self-esteem that we have because we don't have space for our own emotions because we're always making space for everybody else's emotions. And I said that I wanted to say three things but I forgot the Mm. third one. (laughs) I can
2: do your third one which is not what you wanted to say maybe but um, I was just thinking that sometimes it goes even that far that when you identify any sort of frustration in your interaction with a male counterpart maybe. Um, I am at this point where I know that it is correct for me to say something about it because I want to ultimately reach that this gets better in the future. But sometimes I will not say something about it because I know that by opening that discussion, I will put a lot of additional work on myself because then I need to basically stand my ground defend my right to say something and help the other person through this discussion, which I like I aim for it to happen on eye level. I don't attack my partner. Yeah. I don't go, you are shit. I say I would like to talk about something that I have perceived this way mm-hmm. and I think it could be better. It's very reflected mm-hmm. communication and it is perceived as the ultimate attack. nuclear bomb attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, then I will like consider to not even open that discussion and rather just like let this one slip, whatever, which is making me frustrated However I do it in this situation. Yeah. Because if I say it, it will make me frustrated that I have to go through the work of the conversation. If but I don't say it, it makes bad me feminist. frustrated. <laughs> yeah. That I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That I'm a bad feminist and that I just suck something rather than engaging in the fixing. Mm-hmm. I,
1: I, I oh, Sorry, Fatima. I had the last partner I had long, long time ago. Um, he would get nosebleeds <laughs> and uh, panic attacks. Because he did not allow himself to feel any negative feeling at all.
0: God, I, I just, I wanted to say this And I just times. like, and I
1: was thinking, how much sweeping under the rug can you do? for nose blood for, for
0: getting like
1: this kind of like
0: literally popping yeah. yeah but this is
1: what I mean I feel like this is a very common
0: yeah I wanted to, to give a little Please. like a, a tip on this because as you all know that been listening to listening to us a lot of uh, like for several times for years for years you know that I have had like it, uh, challenges like uh, with uh, depression and like I'm facing these things and, and also uh, you've heard history and like sometimes my life has been quite hard And uh, I've had to handle, like, a way I've handled these emotions have been by not treating them, Mm. not, like, ignoring them, pushing them away until Mm. they, like, make me Mm. apathic or, like... what, yeah, numb, basically. Mm-hmm. And in ultimately, it led to worse and worse and worse and worse depressions. Uh, like, it escalated, right? And when uh, something... I, I, I met a lot of psychologists and different people, doctors and all that. And one of the things that I, I actually think about this phrase... I have two phrases I say several times uh, during one day. It, the first one is, one foot in front of the other. I don't yeah. have to think all the way ahead all the time. And the second one is emotions aren't dangerous mm. they're just there like you can have them and then they leave yeah. they're not something that will physically harm you
1: you, you know? know what i say to myself and i have it on a post it on my wall it's emotions are not facts yes. ask the question yeah <laughs> so, because i sometimes like what i think the reaction of the other person would be becomes the reaction they would, they are definitely going to have. Yeah. So because I've had, like, I guess it's m- because of my experience, I've had people reacting that way, to, like, reacting in a very negative way to, mm. to emotions that I wanted to express. So it is complicated, I guess, sometimes to um, not take it as a fact what I yeah. what I think. Is going to happen because, because it has happened yeah, before. Yeah,
0: it's your experience. Like you, yeah. you know, you, you get. Uh, yeah, uh, let's go for a little, a little thinker thinking break. Here we go. Yeah,
1: we just wanted to put a pin to our episode today on emotional labor. That is all from us really like I guess we could talk about this in loops and loops and for loops a few more years yeah, yeah. For years uh, you probably like we could do a whole season on emotional labor to be fair September to, September to September mm. to April mm. <laughs> yeah but we just hope that uh, today's episode gave you some food for thought and that you maybe adapt your behavior so that you can care Harder and better for the people that are around you. Like as we say you may not even be uh, aware that the people around you are doing all of this extra extra work to to keep the relationship Going whichever Mm -hmm. kind of relationship Mm -hmm. it is that you have with this person. So just I don't know we hope that you think about it and ask questions and just Try to share the load together instead of uh, going with the flow and keeping the status quo as it is. And like with this ask questions or also
2: when somebody uh, tells you something, listen, but also don't feel attacked because this Mm. often comes from a place of a lot of deep caring and the interest to ultimately make something better. better. So take it as a free advice and appreciate mm. that it's given to you and don't feel attacked because it's often not just about you know trying to make you stand there as a loser mm. yeah. um yeah just food for thought but you weren't yeah. done villain sorry
1: <laughs> no i'm kind of i just we just wanted to thank you all for listening and remember you can contact us with comments, suggestions, and most of all, praise. Please praise us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we mostly hang out on Instagram, so just follow us at showaboutnothing__k103. And last but not least, let us send you off with a uh, tip of the day, which uh, we try to give you at every episode, but sometimes we forget about it. And mm. today, my tip of the day goes to all those men out there Stop thinking about the Roman Empire yeah. and use that mental space to feel your feelings or make your girlfriend's life easier. You know, but the Romans said,
0: uh, "Fuck off." <laughs> That's what the
1: Romans said. Let us send you off with a vivy tune. Uh, it's "She's on My Mind" by Romy. I hope you have all of your girlfriends on your mind all the time. Yay, bitches! Bye, bye. bye. bye.
0: You've just heard a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. You'll find all our shows at k103.se. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Stay tuned.